From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, an Ipswich Today exclusive and part two of the results of Top Office Group's Executive Outlook Local Business Sentiment Survey. Under COVID, these are challenging times for everyone. Jan Gadsden reveals how Ipswich businesses are faring in these very unusual trading conditions. It's Wednesday, September 16, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting, trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ipswich's exclusive annual survey of business sentiment and trends has not taken a break this year, even with COVID. Top Office Group's Executive Outlook is in its 12th year. Company Director Jan Gadsden joins me to discuss the very latest views from business leaders across the region. Thanks for talking with Ipswich today, Jan. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Alan. Before we get to the current trends and survey results, for first-time listeners, can you just briefly explain the story of Top Office Group and why you decided to undertake this annual survey? Yeah, so I founded Top Office Group with John, my husband, 32 years ago, and Belinda has since led our evolution into a dynamic second-generation business with our head office in Ipswich. And we work with our clients to source and train the very best talent for them. And we work with um, or preferred supplier for Queensland Government, Ipswich Council, Bendigo Bank, many businesses throughout the region. And we've placed actually 20,000 local people into local jobs. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you. We also um, offer business qualifications, traineeships and careers counselling through our training academy to help people shape their careers. We last spoke in May, Jan, and you continued surveying businesses between then and now. Have there been any significant changes in sentiment of key indicators and business confidence? Uh, Yes, we have found found some changes there. So, of course, Executive Outlook came about just to identify these market trends and conditions specific to our region and as a forum to share ideas. And we work with local business leaders to capture their views via the in-depth interviews and then present these outcomes. Um, So, so far, we've spoken to, I believe, around 65 business leaders to date, and we'd like to thank everyone um, for their involvement and for sharing their insights and wisdom. So, I think since we last spoke, Alan, which was, you said, in May, Mm -hmm. we found the confidence has bounced back, and uh, 45% of business leaders are optimistic about the road ahead, 38% are neutral, and the remaining 17% are concerned. Um, but overall, our conversations uh, were positive and business is bouncing back. Leaders are quite upbeat about where they'll be in three months' time and we're adapting as we go, but it's, um, of course, tempered by very high levels of uncertainty 
and uh, of course navigating the pandemic and recession and trade tensions and global of course of course on our toes that's for sure with all that businesses must have some top challenges uh, ahead of them what are they telling you okay well there we're finding that the revenues um sporadic with downward pressure on margins heartbeat certainly back though and we're eternally grateful for um job to save jobs but very concerned about the removal of that scaffolding so when it comes to actual um, top challenges at the moment, what we found there, Alan, is that um, sustaining profits in the face of falling demand and tight margins was the number one challenge, and that was about a third of businesses said that, followed by cost pressures and compliance. So um, business leaders are grappling with how to cut costs and generate business and staff well-being. And of course, um, business is wrapped in compliance and those goalposts keep moving. So um, for 26% of leaders, that was a bit like, don't get me started. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, we're all on board with um, creating a, a COVID safe workplace and we're very thankful for the government's stimulus but it's been tricky to manage pretty much across the board and we heard that like time and again so just working through those what ifs what if there's another outbreak and restrictions and um, that kind of thing so just maintaining that profitability um, when the revenue has been so dramatically decreased it is hard mm. and there's been it's it's a bit like this, like having a plan B is one thing, but to get through this, we almost need a plan C as well. So you start, pick up the pace, pause, step back, go again. It's a bit like that. All that comes at a cost. What percentages of business do you think have had to change their model as a direct response to COVID? Okay. What we found there with that, um, with that was around 40% of leaders have reshaped their model. So it really does take that operational, financial, emotional resilience to pull through. And the ideas um, from our conversations on reshaping are very much about um, ROI, new revenue streams, bigger picture, short-term planning. Um, people have said things like, without a roadmap, we don't know where we're going. We rethink our plan in three-month sprints rather than um, looking too far ahead because no one has that crystal ball mm. and that we're learning to be less reliant on core business and really go for the new areas of opportunity. And it's a time very much um, where our participants were telling us they're staying close to key clients to understand their needs, which is subject to rapid change and very much a time to engage and connect and find opportunities with a compelling narrative that will then give their clients insights and new ideas and that was very much reflected through. I'll give you some examples. So very much the focus is building relationships, sharing ideas, connecting with clients to really keep driving that pipeline and uh, actually quite a few leaders have said they're getting better at that and really nailing where the value lies now and then building a pipeline of solutions to match that demand with our people, training our whole team to engage in sales activities as, as rainmakers and then reworking 
the skills, technologies we, we need to meet rapid change and then adapting. That need to adapt is intensified, backing our team and then embracing that new path together. Well, one of those you mentioned there, Jan, always looking for salespeople. Well, it's fairly common belief, isn't it, that in tough trading times, there's always jobs for good salespeople. That's exactly right. Where the rainmakers are really needed <laughs> to create those opportunities, definitely. Remote working is the forced trend of 2020. Once there is a vaccine, do you think this remote working trend will continue? Any idea of how much it'll wind back to what was before COVID? Yeah, it's interesting. We found in the survey 58% of business leaders have opted or did opt to embrace the remote work and that, that way they could work right through COVID with the flexibility. One of the issues was um, team cohesiveness without being able to access that shared knowledge in a live environment. And then, of course, a month later, we're all up to our eyeballs in Zoom fatigue. But so <clears throat> to answer that, once there is a vac vaccine, I do expect this to continue, but not in the same way. So out of the survey, we've found some leaders are questioning the need to lease large workspaces. More people are working from home. They're saving on travel, loving it. And that's working in like IT professional government sectors with, with of course, access to Zoom and chat channels and so forth. Having said that, longer term, the jury's still out on working from home. So we've had mixed feedback there on productivity and mental health, a bit of a smoking gun. And the business leaders in Executive Outlook are, are monitoring that and they're, they're watching for jaded staff. And so overall what we're hearing is remote work's quite hard to manage and disjointed and that it puts pressure on those in the office to then manage the phones and distractions so you have to reach a critical point. Working from home takes enormous discipline and if you've got a young family, I could imagine it'd be a bit of a nightmare. Oh, exactly. So they're finding this catastrophe fatigue centering the workforce a bit quite concerned yes. about those long-term effects on people because it sort of plays on our vulnerability. So exactly. to come back to it all... Um, I do believe ultimately people miss the social interaction that came through in the survey. Remote work's fine for a while, but then productivity falls and you're yeah. left with sort of the same um, cost but less productivity. I think that, yes, there is a place for remote work post-vaccine and I think we've perfected the technology for that to happen and our goals to be at work but work from home will come into its own when maybe someone is sick in the family or as needed as, as part of a blended approach. So in that way, remote work can really boost productivity as long as you're clear about the expectations and outcomes. So we've learned to adapt to change and that's, I think, going to help the next generation coming through as well to be more resilient. COVID has brought boom times for some sectors, misery for others. And along the way, there have been skill shortages. What does Executive Outlook tell you currently what's going on? Well, I'm quite surprised here because 40% of business leaders face skill shortages. That is amazing. Yeah. I know. There's a few lingering issues in attracting local talent for some professions. And health professionals, skilled accounts, people are light on the ground and, and logistics personnel to support this 
massive growth in online deliveries. Um, technology is really where it's all happening though, Alan. So we've been forced to digitise and for cyber criminals, that's fault. So cyber attacks on websites and scams fueled by COVID have just skyrocketed and we're all quite vulnerable. So you really need um, to have that brilliant IT support behind the scenes. Um, and, and so it's paved the way for security specialists to tackle the hackers and leaks, identity fraud, that sort of thing. And the market's also very red hot for web designers, app developers and digital marketers. Mm. So we don't have to have to be alert to our own personal emails, but businesses have to be even more so. Oh, very much so. And you're seeing that through the global trends as well at the moment. Um, cyber criminal from Interpol, Microsoft reports, um, even I was reading somewhere Monster Cloud have reported ransomware attacks are up 800% during the pandemic. Wow. The FBI's reported on cyber, cyber attack complaints being up, up by 400%, things like that. So mm. it, it um, pays to be on the front foot with this and to make sure that um, companies do have that up-to-date antivirus software and their training staff in identifying malicious emails and automating backups and encrypting hard disks, that kind of thing. Great advice, Jan. Well, more broadly, jobs are in short supply. What are local businesses saying about the prospect of increasing staffing levels, say, in the next six months? Okay, mixed bag. Um, 64% of firms intend to just maintain current numbers. Notably, um, 15% plan to decrease. And I guess the encouraging news out of it is 21% signalled their intention to increase staff levels, but faced with another lockdown, all bets are off. Finally, what about unemployment more broadly? Some predictions are very dire. How is the Ipswich region faring? I think Queensland now holds a dubious honour of having the highest unemployment in the country at 8.8% and that's with JobKeeper. Um, young people are struggling to get a foothold with 16% youth unemployment. That's nationally and, and statewide. Um, figures for Ipswich haven't been released yet but major job losses with JBS and Bradkin and the recent um, closures such as Claypave, Churchill and Steggles are quite devastating. We all hope that this can be offset by the new jobs created at Rheumatel and Costco, Australia Post and Coles distribution. Mm. So um, that's a hope there with Ipswich, so I believe those results will be released in a week or so on Ipswich. But <clears throat> I think um, Australia's had a steady growth for a lot of decades now, or for, for at least two decades with strong coal and iron ore and natural gas exports to China and great tourism results as well. But we've been hit hard this year twice, first the bushfires and um, tourism was bashed, 12 million hectares were burned, businesses suffered, and then the coronavirus and all the health and economic um, chaos. Possibly the question is, will there be enough work to go around with companies pushed on margins and leaning on technology ahead of people to stay profitable? Um, so I think it's harder for graduates to get a foot in the door. 
and um, the sky's not falling in. The only guarantee of a recession is there will be a rebound. There always is. So jobs won't disappear, but the skill sets, I think, will morph into, into new ones and many in industries that haven't been created yet. So it'll mean that constant renewal and upskilling and starting again, no matter what sector you're in. It's always good to finish on an optimistic note. Jan Gadsden, thank you so much for that update from Executive Outlook. And thanks for talking with Ipswich today. Thanks so much, Alan. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today website or Facebook page and leave a message. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.